Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Terra Incognita, the adventure podcast. This episode is the first in our series of dispatches. Dispatches are a kind of cup of coffee podcasts. There are shorter, more frequent episodes. So whether you're doing the dishes, driving to work or walking the dog, you can take 5, 10 or 15 minutes to grab a fix of adventure. The first of our dispatches was with Waldo Etherington, a self-proclaimed extreme recreational tree climber who you might have heard from in episode 2 of the main features. If you're not familiar with Waldo, I suggest you listen to that main episode first as it might provide a bit more context. In this dispatch, Waldo tells us a few things we might not know about trees, and the sort of creatures and insects you might encounter if you throw your rope over the wrong branch. So I think when people talk about trees and what trees are, I think often it's very much overlooked the fact that they are so much more than a tree. <laughs> they are home to more plants and animals than you could possibly imagine and that's something that was really illustrated to me quite clearly when I started climbing trees in the rainforest. When you climb up into a tree in a rainforest you're not just climbing past bare woods you're wriggling your way through vines and spiky things and big plants. You get plants called epiphytes which are essentially plants that grow on other plants and they collect their own ball of soil through falling leaf matter or sticks and branches or dead insects and they often they can get moisture from the air and they send out these thin fibrous roots and they just attach themselves in, in forks of trees or onto branches um, and often they can weigh like a ton or more you know so you can climb up into a tree and you can find a couple of tons of soil in one branch you can even find 40 meter trees growing out of branches 40 meters up in the canopy um, and for me that really hit home quite hard just how substantial these trees are and how diverse they are um, a couple of trees I found uh, there's no other way really to explain it other than a, a canopy garden you kind of punch through some thick vegetation in the tree and suddenly the sun's on your face and you can look around and it's like you're in you know a bit of Kew Gardens or something but way up in the top of the tree there's butterflies flying around there's like earthworms in the soil you could pretty much take your harness, harness off and walk around in the treetop there it's so thick and dense and you totally lose sight of the ground and it's places like that that do hold an unprecedented amount of totally undiscovered species and unknown animals and when you chop down rainforests you're not just chopping down trees you're just destroying this huge three-dimensional habitat that is so much more mass than you could possibly even explain you know and you don't really get a good picture of it until you have wriggled your way through all those plants and then got into the top and it, yeah i think that's an incredibly important part of rainforest that people need to be more aware of is the fact that they are this three-dimensional habitat the canopy starts from a foot off the ground or an inch off the ground and goes right up to the tree treetops it used to be defined as just the outermost twigs and branches um, but now it's redefined as the entire thing from the ground up is the canopy um, and at all those different levels you find different plants doing different things lower down plants that are more tolerant to shade 
as you get higher up plants that are more tolerant to, to sunlight um, and then right in the top plants that make use of that sunlight and spread out over other trees and it's an incredible place to explore really really is um, and you often find up there things that you just really wouldn't wouldn't expect to find i remember once climbing up a tree following my friend grant into the top of a mangaris tree in borneo um, the compassia excelsior they're often called spirit trees they kind of look a bit like beech trees but they're a lot paler in appearance they're much whiter and they've got these huge bowls these really straight trunks that go up about 40 meters and then branch out into canopy for another 40 meters um, and they're the most impressive trees you're going to see out there and often they grow in in palm oil plantations um, so where they've chopped down the forest to grow palm oil they'll very often leave these trees because Firstly, they've got a very high silicon content in their wood, um, so they blunt chainsaws. It's really difficult to chop down. Once you do chop them down, often the impact will shatter the timber and splinter it, so it's pretty much unusable, um, which is kind of a great defence mechanism, really, in this day and age. And that was a particular tree we were climbing. It was on the edge of this palm oil plantation, so everything around it's chopped down, so suddenly you've got this huge exposure on the way up. I was following Grant up this rope, and then suddenly I heard this, holy smokes, there's an animal up here. <laughs> I was like, an animal? shouted up like what does it look like he was like um a chihuahua <laughs> so, no, no way so i jugged up this rope and i got next to him and he was like it's in there and there was this epiphyte this epiphytic orchid this kind of plant growing in the first fork of this tree each limb here is like sort of two meters wide you know so there's a big big plant and the whole thing's rustling shaking there's this like growling coming from inside it i was like sounds like a chihuahua and i sort of peeled back these two leaves of this orchid and looked inside and these two big red eyes were there this bushy fur around it it it, it was a chihuahua i don't know to this day i don't know what it was it could have been a, a flying lemur or a flying fox or something i guess but it didn't match any picture i've seen since that point so i mean god knows what it was but wherever it was it, it must have been a good climber there were no branches up until that point so yeah i mean it's just decimant you just never know what you're going to find up there I've also had a lot of experiences with uh, what you politely call social insects. So um, ants, wasps, bees, hornets, that kind of thing, uh, which is obviously not what you want to find in the tree. Um, but unfortunately, more often than not, they are present up there. I remember once I was uh, on a trip where I was the only kind of tree climber on the trip. So no chance of a rescue if anything goes wrong. And I was way up into the top of this tree. I was just wearing a chest harness, so no t-shirt or anything like that. Nice and manly, bare chested in the top of this tree. And uh, I was connected by my my main rope, my chest ascender rope. I also had a backup rope on with a shunt on. And then I had my sides drop around another branch. And then I had my arbor line, so another rope that I'd thrown over a branch to, to try and get a higher anchor point. And then after I'd thrown this rope, I kind of saw this big black flying thing kind of fly in front of me. And I remember thinking, oh, that looks really, really gnarly. <laughs> and then before I could think again, it just came straight at me and stung me on the forehead. And it was... You know when you get a white flash of pain? You know, if you've ever been punched really hard or hit your head really hard, it's just that white flash of pain. And I, I remember having that. And then within about 30 seconds, I had about half a million of these hornets all over me. And uh, I didn't realise it, but I'd actually thrown my rope straight into a hornet's nest, which is on the other side of this tree, which I couldn't see. And yeah, and then, uh, yeah, it's the panic really that sets in first. And it's, it's not so much the fact that you can have anaphylaxis and ultimately die from stings, but it's the fact you're panicking, you're disorientated. I remember just trying to jump up and down on the rope and disengage my chest ascender, which if you know anything about ascenders and climbing is you end up just hanging on your safety line and then you can't disengage that. And so you end up in a world of trouble. And I had to stop 
get my descender from the back of my harness, put that on the front, load my descender, all the while just getting nailed by these big hornets. <laughs> and I got out of the tree, abseil down after disconnecting everything. And by that point I had about just over 60 stings um, all over my face and they're in my armpits and going in the corner of my mouth and up my nose and in my ears. And um, you know, I remember stumbling a few steps and then just falling over and just getting tunnel vision, everything just closing in, my hearing going, just sort of tunneling in and coming down to nothing and just blackness. And then I remember all I could hear was people panicking and people shouting that I'm gonna die and that there's no medic and the roads are impassable at the moment so we can't get any help in. And I just remember thinking, wow, if, if I ever am involved in a rescue where someone's in this state, I'm just gonna tell them really nice, happy things <laughs> because right now I couldn't be in a more state of hell. It was terrifying. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably the things you got to look out for the most when you're climbing trees. Wasps and hornets. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit theadventurepodcast.co.uk. Terra Incognita is produced by Cold House in association with Sidetrack magazine. For more amazing stories of adventure, visit sidetrack.com. This podcast is hosted by Matt Pycroft and produced by Pip Saunders and Tom Cargriffin. If you'd like to get in touch or have a recommendation for an episode, please email us at info at theadventurepodcast.co.uk.